Welcome to Enter the Glory Zone with me, Dr. Edith Davis, on 94.1 Wave 94. Well, spiritual believers, once again, this is 2020, 5,780 in the Jewish calendar, and I know that we are in a difficult season in the United States of America, in the world, with the coronavirus, but it doesn't matter. Our God, our God, Yuhei our God, Christ Jesus, our God, Ruha Kadash, Lord God, Holy Spirit, is bigger than a virus, and I still say that this is going to be an extraordinary, an extraordinary year for those of us who love the Lord and are called to his purpose. So I love the Lord and I'm definitely called to his purpose. One of the awesome things that has come out of this situation, if you could say something awesome, is that it's caused people to slow down and think and reflect on what is really important. What have you been putting your time into? And people who have not been together as a husband and wife for years had to slow down and actually talk to each other. I know for a fact there was a season in my marriage where my husband and I were like ships passing in the night. And it's because you got a job, you got the kids, you got your family, and you're just ripping and running and you're not enjoying each other. Also, your children, your children are just, I mean, of course, especially when they get to their teenage years, then you're the last thing on, on their list. They want to be with their friends. They want to know they have a lot of drama and all these things are going on in their life. And of course, you don't know anything. But of course, that changes when they get a little bit older. Thank you very much. <laughs> but. It has slowed us down. It makes us reflect about what are we investing our time in? What are we doing for the kingdom? One of the things that I have been meditating on and just pondering and thinking about, of course, is power and authority. You don't have authority unless you're under authority and how the the balance of that really works. And then the other interesting thing is, is that this, the soul realm is the linchpin. And so we must, we must submit our soul, which is our mind, our will, and our emotions under the authority of Christ Jesus, under the authority of Daddy God, Yuhei Vahe, under the authority of Lord God, Holy Spirit. We must submit our souls under the authority of God. We must have our soul bathed in the blood of Jesus, have it be purified and sanctified, our mind purified and sanctified and becomes the mind of Christ Jesus himself. Our our emotions are purified and purged and cleansed where now our emotions don't run us. We run our emotions. You know, emotions are a very tricky thing. There's a big lie. There's a big deception out there. And um, I was listening to Creflo Dollar, who's been teaching some awesome teachings on this. And that is that a lot of people are under the lie that I cannot control it. I cannot control my emotions. And you will be amazed how much you control that you have of your emotions. And this is one of the 
major areas that Satan reigns and rules in our lives. People are in prison today from an emotional outburst that took them somewhere where they did not want to go. Or they made, because of their emotions, they made their bad emotions, let's say, they made bad decisions. Now, emotions are not bad. God wouldn't have given us emotions. God is emotional. Did you know that? He is jealous. God is very jealous of his people. He is very jealous of his children. Jesus is very jealous for his bride, the church. Yes, yes. Holy Spirit is very jealous for his children. And so emotions are not a bad thing. Emotions, God later on, God showed me emotions is the rocket fuel, is the fuel that that propels us into our destiny. That's why emotions need to be handled very carefully. The word meekness is to basically have power or your emotions under the control of the word of God. Jesus was under the control of the father. Even in the garden of Gethsemane, one of the toughest times in his walk on this earth, he sweated drops of blood from the emotional turmoil, even depression. That's right. Jesus was depressed. A lot of people don't know that, but he was, his soul was crushed so deeply, so much that not only did he physically sweat drops of blood, but emotionally he went into depression when he realized that it was time for him to take upon himself the sins of every human being that was ever born, that would be born, that was born during his time. That's why he was able to Heal the leopard. That's why he was able to forgive the woman caught in adultery. He was going to take her sin of adultery in his body. And guess what? This will be the first time in the entire, I guess, I don't even want to say the word history because Jesus is not. He's not subject to time. The Father is not subject to time. The Holy Spirit is not subject to time. But it was the first time ever that they were going to be separated. And the Father and Jesus were one. They were, oh, they were so close. And, but this had to be done because the Father cannot be anywhere near sin. And a sinless lamb, which was Christ Jesus, had to take sin your sin, my sin, my wretched sins. Yeah, he had to take them all so that we could be saved and restored back to the Father. So yes, emotions. Jesus had emotions just like we do. He suffered everything that we have suffered and some. Jesus was depressed. So what does depression 
come from. Depression comes from basically being associated with the wrong things, thinking the wrong things, being around the wrong things, having things that are not good for you interjected into you, and then you worry, you suppress it, and eventually you succumb to it and you become sad and depressed because you don't think there's a way out. Way out. And Satan, of course, uses this a lot to have people commit suicide if they would just only hold on until the next day. Oh, yes, if they could just hold on. But what it's a I saw this um, video by King and Country, and it's about um, God knows. All God knows all right and it's so powerful and it's about this young lady who wants to commit suicide and the good news is that she has a good friend who actually is African-American female and she um, reaches out and you know just hugs her and loves on her and stops her from committing suicide but the but the but the the this thing, this disease called depression, this, a lot of people think it's a, brought on by Satan, but this is a man-made inflicted wound. And so is a man thinking, so is he. So when you have emotions and you come into depression, the first step to eradicate it and to get it out of your life is first of all immediately going to praise. Praise will lift the dark cloud off of you. When you go into worship and thanks and praise, put on praise music. Mm, I love this king and country group right now. I'm really into this one called Joy, if you want to check it out. But the long or short of it is, is that you have got to take control of your emotions. And the way you do it is that you look and you see, what am I listening to? Who is imparting information into me? You need to fix that immediately. Then you need to substitute those thoughts, substitute the input that you're getting from the enemy and people that are bringing you down with the word of God and surround yourself with godly people. First of all, just get close to Jesus. Get close to the Father. Get close to the Holy Spirit. They want an intimate relationship with you. And guess what? The darkness will lift off of you. It you will be turned around. No medication. No psychiatrist. Not that I'm saying you shouldn't go to one. But I'm just saying if you will immerse yourself in the word of God, if you will immerse yourself and have the ask, ask for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, then you will get the fruit of the spirit, which is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, meekness and self-control against such. There is no what law. Yes, yes, you need to take control of your emotions. Emotions are, like I said, good emotions, anything, emotion that drives you to God, that makes you go to God, makes you closer to God, the good emotions, makes you rejoice in the Lord. Those are good. But any emotion that drives you away from God, drives you away from the Savior, drives you away from the Lord God, Holy Spirit, those emotions are bad. You need to cut them off, eradicate them at the roots. You know, I have um, a group of my classmates from the University of Miami 
and um you know we you know they ha- it's been a very wonderful thing i've i've been having these wonderful um discussions and i basically they were you know conversing and i was like trying to share with them exactly you know my thoughts i don't i don't chime in a lot but um there was one of our um classmates and she was talking about i guess um you know the there we have a, some problems of course with racism in this nation and um the long and short of it is um innocent um people are being killed and that is not good and that has god does not condone that jesus of christ doesn't bless that jesus of christ and the holy spirit don't want that but we have authority and unfortunately with free will with free choice people can choose to do good or people can choose to do evil and if people don't control their emotions their emotions can drive them to do some evil evil things so what basically happened was they were conversing on this and basically i responded with this and i said the most powerful weapon on the face of the earth is the word of god our ancestors tapped into this power which produced men and women like frederick douglas abraham lincoln harriet tugman martin luther king just to name a few the weapons are not carnal but mighty everything in the natural realm has a spiritual root in order to totally eradicate something you must destroy it at the roots all evil comes from one source satan my lord jesus has defeated him now it is time for his bride the church to walk in his victory and finish wiping out all manifestation of evil from this earth this would include electing godly and wise men and women so once again this is a very powerful um arena that we as Christians need to take control of. I remember um there was a a show when I was a kid called Flip Wilson and Flip Wilson would always go around saying the devil made me do it. Well really the devil he just sits back because we we do a lot of this ourselves, right? With our choices. Okay, so let's just go ahead and take it to let's take this to the you sitting you're you're listening to the wrong thing right you're listening to the wrong thing maybe it's on tv maybe you're listening to someone who's not saved someone who's a baby christian yourself you're talking you're conversing you're trying and then you then you're going to think um maybe from man um natural solutions right to supernatural problems really and so what happens is then after you have have this in your soul rolling around your soul then you start getting some feelings okay now you got feelings which came from your thought life which came from what you um was taking in into your mind your will and your emotions the things that you were taking into your soul right so now you got this these bad bad emotions telling you to do some bad bad things right or how about this 
My wife doesn't love me. This beautiful young lady, she loves me. I'm going to leave my wife of 40 years or leave my wife of 20 years or leave my wife of 30 years for this young lady because she makes me feel good. Hmm. That's your emotion driving you against the word of God. The word of God says this, that a man who finds a wife finds a good thing and the favor of the Lord. Go back to your first love. Go back to the things you did in the very beginning when you first met your wife. Guess what? And you will restore your marriage. And this is works in the reverse. Let's talk about the man, right? Let's talk about, you know, uh, the woman doing the right thing, okay? So it's not just the the man, you know, going astray, but the woman can go astray as well. So it all goes back to your what? Your thought life. Who are you imparting? What are you imparting in, in yourself? You know, Billy Graham was famous for never being alone ever with a woman. He always had another man or, or, or his wife or someone else in the room. And you know what? Guess what? It protected his marriage. It protected his reputation. Right? So that was wisdom. But let's get back to emotion. So now you got this terrible emotion. Guess what? The next thing happens with the bad emotions is that you make bad decisions. When you make bad decisions, it impacts your habits, your character, your destiny. See the correlation? So as a man or woman thinketh, so easy, it's true. So the first thing we have to do is change our minds. That's exactly what repentance means. It means to make a 180 degree turn, not 360, a 180 degree turn and go back to the right way of doing things. And guess what? God will Restore your mind and give you the mind of Christ Jesus. So as I was reflecting on this and the emotions and how important it is and and how it's the mechanism to setting off our destiny in the right direction, in the wrong direction. And let me just tell you something. God, God definitely cares about us and he gave us emotions for a reason. He gave us emotions because we sometimes need to fuel ourselves, to propel ourselves, to cut through and do the right thing. And so godly emotions will do that. So one of the other interesting thing was actions activate miracles. That's another thing that I just found out and understood. Actions activate miracles. So here we go. If you have good surroundings, if your inputs are good from the word of God, which will give you what? Godly thoughts, which will give you what? Godly emotions, which will get, make sure that you have godly decisions. You'll take a godly action that will activate Miracles, And I've seen that over and over again in my own life and in others and throughout the Bible. There I was talking last my last broadcast about putting some super on your natural. And what I basically meant by that was that, yes, 
you the supernatural exists but it's usually activated by a command that God has given us um, to be obedient in and the, one of my biggest things that I talk about and I have what I call the golden nuggets that you may hear periodically on um, wave 94.1 and is tithing and tithing sometimes can be extremely difficult tithing sometimes you're going to say God have, how can I do it but let me tell you let me tell you let me give you my praise report last time I talked to you I had to um hold on so you are at the point you had great thoughts you had the correct input now you have the right emotions which fuel good decisions that are in accordance to the word of God and guess what it activates that action that decision causes you to make a godly action a godly action activates the miracle working power of God in your life right so here we have this this awesome thing and like I said I've seen this throughout the Bible my life and others lives and basically it all starts off with a command or for me like I said tithing is the big big thing and so I've seen it over and over again and as you know last week I had two houses that had to have taxes paid on it and got a little surprise when I called to find out how much I owed. One, they increased the value of the one property set by $7,000. The other one, they increased my um, um, cost on that house by $300, right? So I had to pay more taxes than I planned on paying. And then on top of that, the next day, I had to pay, pay over $1,500. That's right. Over $1,500 for my rent. I had a five-bedroom, five-bath home in China Spring, Texas, in a gated community called River Oaks. And I pay less money than I'm paying now. This apartment is beautiful. I'm very pleased. It's the verandas there. It's wonderful. It's got a tennis court. It's got a swimming pool. It's gated. It's very safe. And it's the lovely three-bedroom, two-bath apartment. But it's not my home. But I still had to pay over $1,500 after I paid thousands of dollars for taxes on houses. God came through. And it was Yes, it was partly due to me being a tither. Although, basically, God will bless me regardless because I'm his child. He will work with me wherever I am. But I've graduated to the point where I understand that obedience, oh, obedience is a wonderful thing. It's better than a sacrifice. So... I want to say that my emotions sometimes have to be overwritten if they're not in alignment with God's word. Of course, I have been in love with one gentleman just about a good part of my life. And 
um, we came full circle again, meeting each other again, but we were in different places. The physical attraction was still there. The physical chemistry was still there. The intellectual, oh, intellectually very stimulating, very articulate, handsome man. But he no longer believed in Jesus the Christ. When we first met, when we were in high school, he was Episcopalian, I was Roman Catholic, not too much difference, but the long and short of it is, I am on fire for Christ Jesus now, and I I don't want to be live without him, and I want my whole life to glorify him, and I can't be in a relationship, no matter how much I am passionately <laughs> And whatever with that individual, if they're not in line with Christ Jesus, then they're not in my future. Right. So I had to override my emotions and I had to cut that relationship off. He is still a friend. I don't talk to him that much anymore. But if he was in trouble, I would be there to help him, obviously, because he's he's goes way back. And I'm still praying for his salvation to this very day. So, but once again, this is a perfect example of our emotions. Emotions are okay, but they cannot, they cannot run us. And it's very critical that we try to eliminate negative, bad emotions. And they stem from negative, bad thought lives, which stems from bad input and environment that, and people that you're interfacing with. So, and the, why you want to cut that off at the past? Because the next step after emotions is decisions. Decisions produce actions. Actions produce habits. Habits produce character. And character shapes your destiny. So, this is why the emotional arena has been very, very important to me and I've been ministering and thinking about emotions and where they fit and this is why your emotions need to be bathed in the blood of Christ Jesus. Yes, yes. You need to reflect and think about what Jesus the Christ did for us on Calvary, how he took all our sicknesses, all our diseases, all our lack, all our poverty. He took it all for us. And so we need to recognize that Jesus is the way. Jesus is the truth. Jesus is the life. And if it's not involving Jesus, then we don't need to be involved in it. And one of the things that we must check, we must control, and it's a fruit of the Spirit. This fruit of the Spirit is what? Self-control. Yes, that's right. It's a fruit of the Spirit. It's in there along with love and joy and peace. Yes, self-control. And that's self-control in every arena in our lives. Self-control in our eating habits. Self-control in our exercise habits. Self-control in our in, when, um, intellect and what we 
intake in our minds, self-control in our time, not letting our time run away from us. We're the master of our time. Self-control in our relationships. Yes. Now, you can't choose who's in your family. That's for sure. But you can choose who's your friends and who are your enemies. And you don't need to have any enemies at all. If you what are not offended and trust, trust God. That's right. If you are not offended and you trust, trust God and you walk in forgiveness. That's right. And my Godfather, <laughs> Doug Apple, has been working on me in this area as far I automatically forgive and I automatically am not offended. But what he's working on in me now is taking me to another level is I automatically forgive Preemptive. I forgive people in advance, in advance before they do anything against me. Preemptive forgiveness. Because guess what? You will be what? Offended. So it's up to you if you receive it. Because once again, we are control, in control of ourselves. We are in control of our what? Destiny. I'm um, unzipping my Bible now. You can hear all this sound. I'm not in the studio because of the virus. And so I've been doing a lot of these tapings at home. So I don't have the luxury of the wonderful studio environment where everything is really quiet and, you know, it's very nice. But it still is not going to stop me from being about my father's what? Business. And so... I want to not end this broadcast without saying um, Romans um, 10, 9. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. And if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be, you are saved. Thank you once again for joining me on Enter the Glory Zone with Dr. Edith Davis, 94.1 FM, Wave 94, and control your emotions.